set up subsidiaries in the US and in Germany, uh, recruiting people there. So we have, we have also tripled the workforce. And uh, last quarter in terms of sales was, uh, was our highest quarter ever, so that's great. And of course we are right now bringing back home the manufacturing, uh, global manufacturing to Uppsala. So I think uh, we're done. Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode. Uh, hello to all the listeners of this episode and a warm welcome to our guest Pia Renaudin uh, from Sensime. Uh, thank you for joining us. Joining us today, Pia, would you please introduce yourself? Thank you. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. I'm, uh, I am the CEO of Sensime since the beginning of 2019. Um, my background is in sales and marketing, um, and I've been working uh, extensively in the life science industry. Uh, and one of the reasons for me to, to join Sensime, um, th- there are many reasons. I think... Uh, the area they are in, making a big, big difference, uh, but also the commercialization phase. They were just uh, at the starting point or really becoming very, um, very moving really into sales and marketing. So so that was a great moment for me. So, um, yeah. Uh, great. Tell us a bit more about your background and what you did before. So interesting questions. Mm-hmm. I actually have a degree in uh, in um, business administration, so I could have chosen many different things, I think. At the time when I uh, left school, uh, AstraZeneca was was very it was very hot as a company. It was more like the Google of today. I think they had a, what was called blockbusters uh, like uh, Losec, uh, and I started to work as a salesperson for AstraZeneca, uh, which was really the beginning of my my career in uh, in life science. So I worked uh, in different positions um, in AstraZeneca. And a few years later, I moved uh, with my family to Paris um, to join an American company. Uh, and I worked as a marketing director in virology and worked in, in France for many, many years. And um, a few years ago, I moved back to Sweden again to build uh, a new therapeutic area in, in the Stockholm region. Um, and um, uh, yeah, a little bit more than two years ago, I was called in for, for a position at Sensime. And, uh, that was um, really, really interesting. Um, the product, the market, the phase they were in, and uh, and it was just impossible for me to say no. It was both both the sales phase, but also yeah, the the possibility to build a build a new global Swedish medtech company. So it was really, really nice. And what motivates you in your role as the CEO? Uh, I think it's uh, it's basically making a difference. I think that's really important for me, and I also very competitive. So. So having that possibility to to be in an area, uh, and I will talk a little bit more about that, where you, you can make a big difference, where there is a huge unmet medical need, and you can do good for patients, doctors, and the society as a whole, that's really really satisfying. And uh, and being in that in that position where you're building and you're you're selling, and uh, and you can really take that out to the market, so you can organize the team and people to really. Uh, yeah, to, to really make it happen, that, that really that really motivates me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sounds great. And you told us before you've been around for two years now. Yeah. Uh, what has happened during these years and how has your background and your experience contributed to the development of the company? 
So we have done a lot of things. When I joined, um, the product was approved in the in the EU, and since then we are approved. And approved means that you actually have the right to sell it. It's now also approved in Japan, uh, South Korea, and the United States, which is the biggest market, uh, wh whatever you do, I think. Uh, we have also um, set up subsidiaries in the US and in Germany, uh, recruiting people there. So we have, we have also tripled the workforce. And uh, last quarter in terms of sales was, uh, was our highest quarter ever, so that's great. And of course, we are right now bringing back home the manufacturing, uh, global manufacturing to Uppsala. So I think uh, we have done quite a lot. Yeah, and I'm a bit curious about your background also, coming back to Deleuze and AstraZeneca <laughs> and so on. What kind of experiences did you, did you learn from that that you can bring with you into Sensime now? Um, I have, I have a lot of different experience, I would say, in, uh, from mostly the, the pharmaceutical industry. And I think what I've done is to sort of take new products to, to market a couple of times, but I've also done some turnarounds of, of, um, of, of drugs. It's not exactly the same thing, but, but you still work with, uh, with, with doctors and you work with the healthcare system, which is a pretty um, uh, slow and yes. uh, yeah, you agree with that. So, so you need to be patient and you need to, uh, you need to know how to work the system with, with the payers, the doctors, there are several decision makers and also being able to sort of recruit and, and, uh, and retain great talents because the people and the connection the people have with, with the key stakeholders is really, really important. Also when you build in, in other countries, you need that local experience to be able to be successful <coughs> in the US or in Germany, for instance. You really need to, to get those talented people. Yeah, yeah, I reckon the same thing. And I think in, in a system um, like, like ours in, in Uppsala and Stockholm and so on, this kind of experience is, is something that we're lacking. We, we have a lot of innovators, we have a lot of entrepreneurs, we have a lot of researchers, you know, or coming from the academia and so on, but very few people who actually understands or proactively works towards that kind of complex market as the healthcare. That, sorry, that's actually a really nice point because I think that that's also one of the, the things that, that dri drives me because I think building a global company in, in Sweden where you get those, where you build global competence actually, mm. uh, it's really, really important because we have a lot of uh, uh, sales and marketing uh, um, subsidiaries in Sweden, for instance, but it's a different kind of knowledge when you're on a global headquarter and AstraZeneca and Pharmacia were of course two companies who, who sort of created a lot of talents in those areas. So. So I think, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great uh, point, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, <laughs> you come in with that kind of experience. <laughs> uh, would you tell, uh, tell us the story behind the name, Sensime? The name, um, it's actually, Sensime uh, comes from Enzyme. So uh, that was actually the first couple of products, Biosense and Clinisense, uh, that they, they were analyzing enzymes in, uh, in body fluids. So it, it has some history. Uh, we are not really there any longer. We are now monitoring other parts of the body, but it's, um, I, I, li I like the name actually. I think it's quite nice. Okay, but this is something that's still in the portfolio? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And now we will ask some more questions about the company um, and about what you do. Uh, but how would you present, uh, present uh, what you do to a person who is not familiar with the industry? Ah, that's, I would probably say that uh, we did develop and sell uh, products or medical devices that can be used in the operating theater to sort of help the doctor knowing when it's the right time to wake up the patient again after surgery. Mm. Would you tell us a little bit more about the technology behind it all? 
Yeah, and I, first I just want to take you back a little bit yeah, for a better yeah, understanding. Yeah. And I think when you are about to have surgery, I think most people, they know that they are being sort of sedated or, or put to sleep. But I think what less people know about is that in more than half of all the surgeries, you're also being given um, a drug which is called uh, neuromuscular block. Okay. So actually, you're paralyzing your muscles. This is the moment where you... Uh, you are intubated, you cannot breathe for yourself, so you're getting a breathing tube into your, into your body. And these, uh, these drugs, they are um, creating a lot of complications. Um, up to 30% of all the surgeries might have complications. And actually, a few of them are also life-threatening. And that's because you have some res residue of, of this muscular block. So when you have extubated the patient, if you do it too early, there is a risk of sort of having a, a respiratory system that collapses again. And that is, of course, very dangerous. And you need to be re-intubated. And uh, you can, in that moment, already have been a little bit sore in your throat. So it could be hard even to get in there again. So that, that's, that's a really complicated situation where the, um, the doctors, they really want to avoid this, this um, situation. And this is where our products come in and can help the doctor to, to tell them precisely when it's the right time to wake up the patients without complications. Very interesting. It is. Yeah, it? really. <laughs> uh, now maybe you could tell us a bit more about the technology behind it all. It's a med, med so tech the product. technology is um, is actually the the inventor of the technology. It's actually a professor, Professor Soren Brühl. He's still a, a big investor. And he has been an anesthesiology, uh, anesthesiologist in um, the Mayo Clinic in the US. So he has worked with this for, 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 hi for his whole career. And he saw the need for, for this technology and he started to work with, with engineers to sort of create um, a unique algorithm. He's actually driven, uh, dri so, so it's a product with a uh, unique algorithm and also an EMG technology. So it's a very important technology and a very sort of unique um, algorithm. Um, because you need to have this machine that can actually measure on the soft tissue of, uh, of the human skin and the muscles. So, so, so it's quite complicated. And when you say EMG technology, what do you mean by that? What is so um, e EMG technology is the better technology compared to what exists today on the market. So to make it a little bit simpler, the, the more a the AMG technology that has been sort of uh, the, um, the most... Um, uh, the most common technology in, in this area is something where you can measure the, mov the movement of the thumb, for instance, without being too technical, but you, you stimulate the nerve and then you sort of measure the movement. That's what the old technology do. Uh, the problem with that is that it's, um, it's very unprecise because it's actually late in the body system and you cannot sort of do certain surgeries. You cannot do a robotic surgery or laparoscopic surgery because then you, you cannot move your fingers because they are, they are totally blocked next to your body. The EMG techni te technique actually measures the action in the muscle on the thumb, for instance. So you would, sti you would still stimulate and you would sti see a movement of the, of the finger. But that doesn't really matter because what you are measuring is something upstream in your body, the, the reaction in the muscle. And that means that you're more precise, but you can also have your arms tucked in during robotic surgery or laparoscopic surgery. So it makes it easy to use and, of course, very uh, reliable as well. Mm. You mentioned before that you have uh, relocated a global manufacturing to Uppsala. Would you tell us a bit more about that? 
So we are right in the moment of doing it, and we actually had uh, the first sort of produced uh, the, the other week. There are a few more steps until we can uh, we can really start producing um, uh, in house, but it's very exciting. Uh, it's a good, uh, it's a great investment. Uh, we had our <coughs> new invest investors coming in, and this was one of the reasons um, that was based on that. Uh, but there are a lot of good reasons to do it as well. I mean, bringing talent back to, to Sweden, uh, but also for the engineering team to be very close to production. That means that we can test quicker and we're, of course, less dependent on other uh, other companies. We, we now keep control of it. And, of course, we can also improve our gross margins, which is good from a financial oh, point okay. of view as well. So this so. was outsourced previously? Uh, it's not really outsourced, but somebody else did it for us. So, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. And why Uppsala then? Um, because we want to have it to, to to get the benefit you need to have it very close to yeah. where we actually are. The headquarters in Uppsala, so it makes sense to have it in Uppsala. And of course, we did some investigation, but it seems that uh, we, there were spaces we, we could use. I mean, the, the recruitment of talented people. It's uh, I mean, there are a lot of talented people in Uppsala with the university and everything. So, so that's that's still a very good. It's good to grow in Uppsala. Mm -hmm. You've also been listed on the Nasdaq Stockholm main market. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Just before the summer. So that was very exciting. It's, uh, it's a long way to get there. But we also felt that this was a very natural step in our journey. Uh, we are growing the company. Uh, we are becoming bigger. And um, I mean, we are aiming at becoming a, a, a billion company, uh, building a global sort of medtech company. And um, you need to... Um, you need to make sure that you do the right things as well. So um, th this is a natural step in our value creation for for investors, shareholders, of course, and, and also the society. So yeah, I'm a bit curious about the market and, and the competition then. Are there any competitors on the market doing similar things? Yes, there are competitors. I um, There are one product which is similar to our product. Uh, it's also a good product. But the competitor is really the older technique. Uh, because that's what is most commonly used. So um, it, is, um, uh, it is clearly an inferior technique. But I think you know a little bit about life science. You know that uh, it's, quite, it's still quite, um, you still need time to move habits, to sure. get into the hospitals, to get into the guidelines, yeah. and uh, to get this, uh, this change, the parad paradigm uh, shift. So it's still pretty hard work, but... Uh, my experience is that when you have a superior product, uh, time is on your side. Is this also m affecting how you organize yourself? I mean, in terms of what kind of competences you need in the company now? Yes, yes, it, it clearly. So we have um, uh, our strategy has been from since I joined really to sort of create a subsidiary or have direct sales force in the most important markets. So that's clearly the, the US and, and Germany, Europe. Uh, because with the direct sales team, you can you can build, um, you can recruit and have uh, better talent that can really, it's faster. It's, of course, more expensive as well. But it's also a way of sort of really um, develop the, the knowledge of the market, the knowledge that we need for, for the product and for our continuous, continuous uh, evaluation of the strategy and so on. Then we also work with distributors because, again, it's we're a small company, so you have to sort of balance the, um, the cost of going direct, more efficient, of course, but it's more costly, and 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 also have that balance of, of working with um, with strategic partners. So we have 
we have really um, cherry-picked really great distributors in other focus markets like uh, the UK, France, Italy, South Korea. And we're also doing a mix in the US actually to, to get a, a sort of stronger footprint and be able to sort of penetrate the market quicker. Uh, you've been around for, for 20 years now, uh, approximately, and you've been around and you have been around for two years. Um, are there any learnings uh, from the past that you can share with us uh, or as far as you know, or maybe in your last two years? There are a lot of learnings, probably a lot of things I could have done differently. Um, I think, uh, funny enough, I think many of the mistakes I've done that those have been my biggest learnings. So I, without mistakes, I, I don't think I would be, I would not be where I am today. Mm -hmm. But to just give you something which I think is really important is probably um, uh, when you recruit, because we are recruiting a lot quite now, is to, uh, it's always very important to recruit on attitude and personality rather than the right experience, because the experience you can always gain but the right uh, personality and attitude you cannot. So uh, that would be my learnings that so I still So what is the right attitude then? It depends on the company, of course, but we have our value words <laughs> that we have developed actually to help us um, create that new culture because when you grow quickly, I mean, uh, you need to make sure that you get that culture you also you want to grow because you have decided there are certain sort of... Um, certain values that are important for where you want to go with the company and um, with with the right value words you can use them in the discussion with with people when you're recruiting them so they can feel if they if they sort of can relate to them or, or if they cannot and you can also sort of test with with the right questions to see if if this makes sense or not mm -hmm. so that was actually my my next question uh, about the culture and visions and values. So tell me more about them and how you work. So with them our vision, it's um, it's very ambitious. We, we have a vision that we should sort of reduce or eliminate um, anesthesia related complications. We want a world where there are no complications based on the anesthesia when you have a surgery, uh, and of course to build a, a global medtech company. Uh, we have four uh, value word. And um, they have really been worked through. So that's really what we believe are important. The first one is passion. We love what we do. So we want people who they're not, not just coming in there for, you know, the paycheck or whatever and going home. They, they should really, th they want to be there. They want to do things for their doctors and the patients and uh, want to improve the product and, and make uh, a better, better place. The second one is uh, accountability. So we do what we say we do. So it's really about... Uh, Maybe certain things are not on your job description, but if they need to be done, they, uh, they, we should do them. We should run with, um, with, the, with the tasks. Then we have integrity, so that's really do what is right. So I think that's, that's really an hygienic factor. We need to follow rules and regu regulations and do what is right. Um, and the last one is performance. So um, we deliver on promises. Mm -hmm. So it's quite tough, but this is kind of the culture we want to create. So for those who feel very sort of... Um, Align with those values, they could be great people for us, I think, working for Sensai. Mm -hmm. And what do you think attracts people to work at Sensai? Um, or even investors to invest in Sensai? No, but I think, I think it's the fact that uh, we can really make a difference. I mean, I mean, you can see that there is a huge unmet medical need. There, there are still people dying from these complications. So when you can when you can fix that, I mean, that's, that's all, always very satisfying, I think, that you can make a true, true to difference. And I think the salespeople, they also, every time they, they go up there and they know that they have such a great story to tell and it's, it's really great. Um, 
but, but also I think to have the opportunity to work in a global company because of course the roles are different and we work with the, with the whole world. We are in Asia, we are in Australia, we are in the US, we are in Europe. So, so uh, to have that possibility to be able to work in Sweden, but for a global company, I think that should be very attractive too. And of course we continue to, to innovate. So being an engineer at our company is, is incredible. You, you get the possibility to work on new products and um, continue to no, but I mean, I, th I think that's very attractive, you know, um, getting the, that kind of global experience, but still doing it from home for yeah. us, so to say, yeah. because it's not that many companies where you can, can uh, you know, learn those skills. I I'm a bit curious about uh, your vision. Do you tell your customers about it? Uh, we do, we do, but the vision is more, uh, it's not necessarily something that we need to sort of tell them. Um, every time, but it's we are not sort of sh we are not shying away from no. it. So um, no, but I mean um, the anesthesiologists, uh, how do you pronounce that? Uh, I guess they share your vision. Y yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, they so it's a good yeah. vision, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Then we are um, a leading company in this sphere, and uh, we are probably very close. If you haven't, we are very close to reaching. Uh, the turnover that we are sort of planning for and um, we are established in all the major markets and uh, we are a lot more people and a lot more valuable so <laughs> that's for us yes and how will you get there uh, we have a very um, I think we have a very good strategy uh, where we are establishing us geographically on different markets we of course we have a development strategy as well for our products and expansion strategies and uh, we are just sort of working really hard and being patient and just sort of following, following through. Mm. Not trying to be distracted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far we, we, we learned a lot about your motivations and the journey you have experienced. Uh, what are you most proud of having achieved? Hmm. Again, I think we have done a, a lot of things. Um, I mean... Uh, as I said at the beginning, setting up a subsidiary in, in the US and Germany, those are not easy, easy things. Take us to the main markets, Nasdaq main markets, a lot of hard work from a lot of people. But I think, again, coming back to the, the people, I think probably the most proud I am about the fact that we have been able to recruit and retain really top talent. I mean, amazingly good people. Uh, uh, clearly on the leadership team, but also in the, in the, in the company as a whole. And I think... Uh, that is what making us successful and, and the people are going to make the success. I mean, there is no shortcut away from that. That's the way it has to be. Yeah. And so I guess you, um, you will continue to recruit yes. now over the mm. years. Are there any specific competences you're looking for, even if you're higher for attitude? We are, we are hiring basically in all, mm. all segments right now. So engineers, that's for sure, but also in, uh, in other segments. So where we hire a lot right now. Mm. <laughs> Two new people started today. So okay. <laughs> uh, as you know, uh, Stunz is part of what we call uh, innovation uh, system or innovation support system. Uh, and we would like to believe that there are opportunities in being part of uh, or being located in, uh, among strong clusters and ecosystems. Uh, what do you see as the advantage of having your business in Uppsala? We have talked about it a bit already, uh, that you the see it as a big advantage, but... It, it, it clearly is, and I think uh, people are very well educated. Uh, the closest to the university, that means that there is a lot of really, really good people. Unfortunately, there is a lot of great company too in Uppsala, mm. so uh, <laughs> we do fight for, for talent. So I think uh, 
um, even though there are great talents, they are being they disappear quite quickly. I think being close to uh, an international airport is also important. And as I said to you before, I think this is the um, this is the bigger sort of capital region. And I think we have seen that uh, because we are global, there are now and then really uh, key talents that you own define in the capital. So it, it is good to be um, close to Stockholm, so you can uh, sort of. Um, you can even live north of Stockholm or whatever and, and come to Uppsala, even though we, we do prefer to recruit in Uppsala, of course. I mean, uh, um, do you think that there are areas that you could e take advantage of even better uh, regarding the surroundings? I, I, think, I think there are. And, uh, and uh, I had a really good uh, conversation with um, Kommunen. Uh, mm, the municipality. And uh, and we learned a few a few new things. For instance, we learned about an education of uh, operators, for instance, uh, which we are going to use now. It's going to be really important for us, and some other sort of um, inolab or whatever things that we can sort of uh, we should probably do more uh, because there are so much resources being here. So it was great to to get that information, and we tried to be sort of better at at using all the, the opportunities that are available for us actually being in Uppsala. So um, that's gr that's great. And do you see anything that could add more to the system? I, I suppose it's sort of just continue to make Uppsala attractive for people. Uh, we actually have hired a, a family from uh, from Europe who, who sort of uh, have um, relocated to, to Uppsala now. Uh, and that was easy uh, because they already had a really good uh, impression of Uppsala. But I think um, continue on that road. So it's important for us to sort of get more international competences in here. I think that would be my dream, to be able to recruit even outside Sweden to Uppsala. Um, so make it um, known elsewhere is, is great. Uh, and do you see uh, a way, uh, or maybe you already do, how you could support others? No, I, I mean, I, I would love to. I mean, uh, it's just that you don't know how. And uh, But if I was contacted, if we were contacted for someone, someone wanted to share our experience on any kind of area, I mean, we would be happy to support. So. So if that's something you're creating to do, we are in. <laughs> so. No, but definitely, I agree with you. Uh, I think you're fishing after something. No, but I mean, we, I'm coming back to the kind of uh, competence that you have on the skills you have, the experience you have. I think something that we need more of in, in our system um, mm. as well to understand you know, the future markets and how to, to get there uh, in general. And there are, of course, networks. There are you know, both official and unofficial, so to say. And there are meetings where you can share that. And, and I think uh, being mentor and, and you know, I think there's a lot of ways to contribute to the system which could add a lot of value for most of us. I think we would be happy to do that. So. Yeah, um, mm. Because again, you know, like any ecosystem, if, if one or, or a few are, are more successful, it benefits the whole system because yeah. then investors and talents will you know, mm. migrate there. So definitely there's a lot of added value to it, I think. Um. Mm. No, but we are super pleased, and, and we also are very, very thankful for, for you being so transparent and open about your, your future journey. And um, we're very pleased, of course, that you, you relocate your business to, to Uppsala in total. So, and we're looking forward to support you know, one more global company from Uppsala to, to you know, conquer the world. That would be great, and I appreciate yeah. your support too, so thank you. Yeah, and thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. This podcast series is developed and produced by Stuns Life Science. Stuns is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast, 
and as well as about STUNS, please visit our website, lifescience.stuns.se, and follow us on LinkedIn, where you will find us under our name.